0: Hi everyone. You've probably noticed this week's episode is starting off a little different than usual and that's because Padre's been quite unwell recently so we've not been able to record this week's episode. Instead we're going to give you season one's most played episode, How to Know When to End a Relationship. Whether you're new to the podcast or you've been with us for a while we hope that you'll get just as much out of it this time around as you did last. Enjoy. Welcome to Season Two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Tina Constantine
1: and my name is Father Sean Burns and every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue and nurturing our spiritual
0: lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. So this week's episode, we're talking about how do we know when a romantic relationship has to end?
1: Right, right.
0: It's one of those things that we don't like talking about. True, true. Uh, But there are some things that we need to think about when we enter into a romantic relationship or when we're watching people that we care about Mm. enter into Mm. a committed romantic relationship. And so we did a talk... What three years ago now? Yes, yes, it was. I think too. It was, and one of the things that I spoke about in mine was the non-negotiables. Mm. So these are the things that they're not just like a you know an amber flag that comes up that we need to think about and sure. we need sure. to ponder on. And should we do something? Should should we not do something? These are the things that we know we do not tolerate them mm. whatsoever. We walk in the other direction. Yeah. And so what I'm really talking about is abuse. Like yeah. That's that's a non-negotiable. We do not accept abuse in any form of relationship. Mm, mm. And it's it's really sad that I even have to say that. Right. That it's not right. even
1: You you'd feel like it's it's it should be a given. Yeah. 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 And we
0: know it. Like when 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 people hear me say that, like people know that yeah, of course, that makes yeah. sense. That yeah. makes intuitive sense. But then when we enter into relationships, it can be difficult to to actually be the person to walk out. Mm. So it's really important to pay attention to what's happening in the early stages. And I have to keep reminding people because I see relationships all the time. Like all the time I see women who are in relationship with men who tell them how to dress, who tell them that there are certain people they shouldn't be hanging out with or mm. who mm. tell them that they need to tell them exactly where they are and when they're going to be there and right, right. who they're going to be hanging out with and why they're hanging out with them, mm. right? And then I also, at the same time, I also see relationships where men are in relationships with women who degrade them mm. and belittle them and essentially emasculate them to a point where – they don't even believe that they've got anything valuable to contribute. Yeah. Like these yeah, things right. are not okay. Mm. They're just not okay. And really what they are is power and control. Yeah. right. That's what it boils down to. It's power and control. It's one person having the power to dominate yeah. over the other person. And that takes, takes your freedom away. And that's just... Not okay at all. Yeah. So, yeah. every form of abuse, whether that be physical, emotional, psychological, sexual, um, even stalking, financial abuse, like all of them, you walk in yeah. the other direction.
1: I think some people, uh, most of those things have, have uh, sort of speak for themselves, we, we know what they are, but some people might want a touch of clarity on financial abuse.
0: Yeah, interesting. So, financial abuse, for example, tends to be something that people who have shared assets will face. Mm-hmm. So it may not necessarily be something that a couple who don't share a bank account, for example, might face There, there might be some, some instances where there might be some shared money or something, mm-hmm. but for the most part, this tends to be the case with um, couples who are living together, for example, right? Where one person has control over the finances, mm. and if they so feel like it, for whatever reason that might be, decide no, you're not allowed to do what you want to do. Mm. It's it's not an equal, equal relationship sure. at all. So any form where your money or your asset is being controlled again, controlled power and control, and is being held over you as something that you can't access, yep. and you're an equal person in that relationship. Yep. It, Financial abuse.
1: Okay. Okay. Really interesting. Thank you for that. Yeah. No. All yeah. good. Yeah.
0: Um, and the other one that I also think is really important that we mention, especially in Christian circles, is spiritual abuse. Mm. We don't talk about that very often, and I think it's really important that we be aware that spiritual abuse can come out of someone knowing what our, knowing the intimate details of our personal relationship with God, what mm. that looks like, what our relationship looks like with our religious communities, and then manipulating that using that against us, again, Mm. for that person to gain power and control.
1: Could you give an example?
0: Yeah, so an example might be someone who says, let's take things like chastity, for example. So if there's a couple where one person is a practicing Christian and the other isn't, Mm -hmm. and there have been some unchaste behavior in the relationship, the person who is not necessarily practicing might have started off the relationship by saying, I respect your religion. I respect your beliefs. I'm not going to stand in the way of you practicing your beliefs. But at the same time, when something has happened that wasn't so great and the person who is practicing is feeling down and, you know, beaten up about it, if that other person then steps in and says, yeah, but you know what your faith teaches you, you can't go back to your community. They're not going to welcome you. I mean, after mm-hmm. everything that just happened between us, yep. there's no way, like how, how in the world is God ever going to forgive you? Like,
1: wow. Look wow. At you now. Okay. So it's
0: using the knowledge that they have of that person's spirituality mm-hmm. and using it against them to dominate them Okay. and okay. have control over them.
1: Yep. Yep. I could see that playing out. Uh, and, and it's one of the, we spoke uh, a few weeks ago about spiritual director and directee. Mm. It's one of the reasons why you've got to be so careful about who you choose as spiritual director as well uh, yeah. or spiritual mentor yeah. is that it has to be a person who is, who is of good character, uh, someone who is of sound mind, good character a- and will respect what you give them and not treat it as an opportunity to manipulate
0: it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So these are all things that we... Shouldn't just look at it and go. Oh, I think I can deal with it. These are yeah. things where we go, no, no, no. Not we're on. not putting up with this. It's not okay. Yeah, just walk away. Go in the other direction. Yep. that's not to say that we need to be rude and mean and nasty to the person sure. because that person is wounded, right? That other person who's behaving in this way is wounded and needs mm. healing. Yeah, we just need to accept that we're not the ones who are going to heal them. Yeah, yeah. Too right. Right. So don't get caught up in in that. Mm. Okay. So something else that we we'll also need to talk about is core values. I think that's another thing that is really important for us to recognise as needing to complement mm. the person that you're in a relationship with. So we have certain values that, you know, we might might clash with certain people and, and that might be okay on some level if they're not our most deepest and and the most important things that we hold dear to us that really shape who we are and the way that we live in the world. So those outside things we might be able to compromise on. Mm. But if we change the things that really shape who we are, then we're actually changing who we are to accommodate for somebody else. And that's that's the kind of relationship we don't really want to get into. Mm. So it's really important that we understand what our core values are and how they relate to the other person that you're in a relationship with. Sure. That doesn't mean that there's anything necessarily wrong with that other person. Mm. Just because you have different values. Yeah core values doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with either one of you. It's just that you might not be the right match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure.
0: So figuring out what those things are and also being okay with having those things tested mm. in your relationship. Like mm. don't skirt around it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to know if you're in a relationship and you actually want to figure out if this is someone you want to be with for the rest of your life, <laughs> Yeah. don't skirt around that stuff.
1: That's right. Yeah. right. Too right. Too right. Um, I, I see this a fair bit in marriage prep. Yeah. Uh, so um, when, when when conversations like this come up, invariably someone says, what are you contributing to this conversation, Padre? <laughs> You're a Catholic priest. You don't know anything about relationships, to which I respond in two ways. The first is I wasn't hatched. Mm. You know, I, I come from a family. I've had relationships in the past prior to being a priest as a student. Uh, and and now I, I I'm somebody who works with families and works with couples as they prepare for marriage. Not that I'm... I I mean, obviously I refer people to to other couples for practical advice, because they can give advice that I can't. Yeah, of course. But um, there is a a unique insight, I think, that the priest has to some of these interesting value clashes uh, in the context of marriage prep. Like, for instance, sometimes... I'll see a couple who come to me for just, just you know. I've seen couples come to me for marriage preparation. One of them is really well put together, you know, very nicely dressed, has life relatively in order, but the other is dishevelled, struggling to find meaningful work, finds it difficult to show happiness or joy, and and you can see the you can see the mismatch, Mm. you know, and, and it's it's. It might be a mismatch of of these people are literally in different places, mm-hmm. and they're just not they're just not for one another. Or it might be the mismatch of one of these people is miserable in this relationship. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it, it's 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 like this mismatch where you go this this is something that needs to be addressed. Like, I can't marry you two. this is you know <laughs> this is something that we need to get to the bottom of. Mm. You know, um, as well as that, uh, sometimes you encounter couples who. We say things like, "Oh, he's so perfect. He's so perfect." You ever had an argument? No, <laughs> no, we've never had an argument before.
0: He's, he's just—we he, never will. He gets me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. No. Honeymoon no. phase hasn't quite. finished. Honeymoon phase <laughs> hasn't
1: quite finished. Okay, all right, give it a few weeks.
0: Uh, you know, like it's well, sometimes it, it takes a while. It, it can for do some couples. It can do. That it can take a little while. The rose-colored glasses, glasses last
1: last for some time. Mm. The difficulty with that, obviously, is that placing somebody on the pedestal of perfection always ends in disaster because yeah. eventually the rose-coloured glasses wear off and you see the person for the fallen human person that they are, mm. right? That's the, that the, we the, all the, are. That we all are. Mm. So uh, that's the, the, the issue there. And again, it's, it's that moment where you've got to go, look, I don't know if you guys even know what each other's values are because if you did, things wouldn't be this perfect. You know, you'd be having difficult conversations. And, and, and difficult conversations don't mean a relationship's going to end. It may mean that a relationship's going to be stronger for it. But the fact that you think that one another is perfect tells me that you just haven't had those conversations yet. And then the, the, the other factor that I sometimes come across is, is what I would call age and speed. Uh, so if I get somebody who is, say, 19 years of age, or 90 years of age for that matter, who want to get married, I'd be asking some questions. Like, you're 19. Why do you want to go get married? You know, it's it's it's. I I would ask some serious questions. I wouldn't necessarily bar them from marriage, but I'd be asking some pretty serious questions. You know that that, but I'd need to be able to see that there was a requisite degree of maturity there. And I think in 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 general, people in their late teens are probably still trying to grow in that maturity, in that human maturity. Mm,
0: you know. mm. Um, so um, so even if it's not about the age of eighteen, in that. In that sense, yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's say, let's say that you know the eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old is is fairly, you know, mature in some sense. But the relationship that they've entered into would have been what one that they entered into in high school, right? Potentially, right, so How long yes. has that relationship been around? Has mm. that been a committed relationship? And as you said, young people are still trying to figure out who they are. Right, like they're still right. trying to figure out.
1: By and large, yes, yes. So, and so uh, I was talking with um, with uh David Kennedy who we had on the the, yeah. the program not long ago. And uh uh David made the point that a commitment to marriage is, is a commitment to raising a family with children. You know and that's that's generally that's a commitment that that a 19 year old is not prepared for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you to know, be open to that. Yeah. That's
1: that's 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 a you know it it, it requires a it requires a steady income. Yeah. You know, it, it requires a, a, a maturity to, to to know how to deal with the stress of of, of a newborn. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, that's 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 not easy stuff. No, you know, yeah. that's 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 stuff that people who are in their you know, mid twenties, early thirties, struggle enough with. Mm. Um, let alone somebody who is nineteen years of age. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's these are things that that I I, I see through marriage prep and and. Each of them, I think, are are marked by this this sort of a value imbalance in some mm. way. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And if you want to sort of test your relationship, I suppose, in terms of figuring out whether your values are matching, you first have to be able to identify what your values are and what your significant other's values yeah. are as yeah. well. So, to give us sort of an example, I suppose, of where it could clash it's a simple one it may not be a a core value but Mm. you know if one person values expansion and and growth and adventure and the other person values stability and security and familiarity you can see that their values would probably clash for a while Yeah, and for sure there would need to be some form of compromise in order to make that relationship work depending on how important those values become. Absolutely. But what we also tend to see is that sometimes couples can see these things coming on the horizon and just go, I know it's all a bit too hard. Like I don't want to enter into these conversations. This is a bit, it's a bit too deep and heavy and, you know, when it comes up, we'll deal with it when it comes up. And we'll yeah. just, we'll put it off until then. Yeah. yeah. But the reality is, the more time that passes with a close relationship like that, the closer you're becoming to mm. that person, mm. the harder it becomes to Absolutely. walk away. Absolutely. So, when you see them, just Be figure honest. Out, Yeah, figure yeah. out what's going on there. Yeah. It's okay if they don't, if they don't work. But at the same time, if they are matching, then wonderful. There's a strength that you guys yeah. have just found.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um This sort of brings us to human maturity in a way in that at the seminary when we're talking about um, uh, sort of human formation for seminarians, one of the things we say is that that grace builds on nature. And so we we have to have a good human foundation. Um, I, I say to the students all the time, there is no altar switch you know, uh, inspired by Sarah yeah. uh, there, 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 There is no altar switch. There's no magical switch that the bishop pulls to turn you into a, a, a good priest. There has to be good human foundation there. Uh, and, and the same is true for any good relationship. You know, relationships don't just happen. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They, 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 they occur because there is a good human maturity there where we're able to have these honest self-reflections we're able to see what our values are and an honest conversation where one another's values are brought to the fore so that we can see honestly, do we match? Yeah. And is this something that is good going ahead or is this something that we need to end now for the sake of, of one another? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- and similarly, if your core values are surrounding, uh, surrounding f- uh, faith and family, uh, then, then these things will always eventually come out. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's, it's why in the church we, we encourage Catholics to marry other Catholics. You know, And, and I, I say that as the product of, of, of a, a Catholic and a Protestant. Mm-hmm. Um, my father is now Catholic, but, but he, was, he was Protestant for many years. And, and um, you know, the, the church has what she calls dispensations. So the ordinary law is that a Catholic should marry another Catholic. A Catholic may be dispensed from that law if they want to marry a, um, like a, a, a non-Catholic, or if they want to marry someone who isn't even baptised. Uh, there, are, there, are, there are dispensations for that. But the church sees wisdom in going, you know what, values are important, religious values are important. If, we, if we're living this faith out, it's good to find someone who has those shared values. So in, in you know, they, they will always come out, and where the values are different... Some kind of compromise is going to have to take place. You know, my father wasn't practicing his Protestant faith when mum and dad were married, so for him it wasn't a big deal. When 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 mum said to him, "I want to get married in a Catholic church and I'm raising the children Catholic," for dad it was like, "Yeah, okay, no <laughs> worries. I just want to marry you, so, <laughs> so that's fine. No worries at all. We raise the kids Catholic and uh, we get married in a Catholic church. Sweet. No worries at all. I'm there." Yeah, you know, and and. and that was for Dad. It wasn't even a. It wasn't even a deal. But say you have got two people who are practicing. Mm. Well, then it's it's going to be a deal. Mm. You know, it's going to be something that really, really matters to them. And even if they're not practicing, well, is there going to be a level of sufficient respect for your beliefs? You know, is that going to be there? Now, I've seen cases where it has. I mean, my, my own parents are an example. I buried a man about two years ago, mm. who, who was was. Uh, so good to his wife. His wife was the Catholic. He was a uh, Anglican. Um, I can't remember if he was practicing or not. Um, but when he's whenever his wife was thinking, "Oh, I'm not going to go to mass today. I'm just too tired." Nope. No, you're going to Mass because you know that's what you have to do and I'm going to help you get there. <laughs> and so he'd, he'd encourage her and he'd get dressed and he'd go with her and take her there and, come on, kids, we're going to Mass. Oh, I don't want to. No, just quit your whinging. Come on, we're going to Mass. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and, and that was him down to a tee. You know, he, he realizes that was an essential part of his wife's life and there was no way that he was going to in any way – compromise that Mm. you know that's
0: that's huge you know that's
1: huge that's that's it is it's rare but it's it's awesome Mm. you know so um i've seen it work but i I don't think we can pretend that that's every case you know and and, um so it's 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 good to have people of the same the same values in that sense Mm.
0: um and sometimes being able to just ask A different set of questions. So we've talked about the non-negotiables. We've talked about core values. um, But that's not all it takes for a relationship. Like at some point you also have to ask yourself, where's this relationship heading? Am I just sort of going through the motions here or are we actually thriving in this relationship? Mm -hmm. Like we do need to ask ourselves that because, I mean, you know, hello, you're on the Living Fullness podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to sell you anything shorter than that. Yep. So that is what we need to be asking in every form of relationship, especially our romantic relationships. And to ask ourselves, am I helping this other person to thrive? Mm. And are they helping me to thrive? And together are we becoming more like Christ? If we're really fair income about our faith, that's really where every relationship has to come down to.
1: Exactly. Exactly. If the goal of life is heaven, that everything here on earth is a footnote to that. Yeah, you know, so it's it it has to be ordered towards it, and if it's not, then it's not actually going to make us happy. It's it's always going to detract. So yeah, that that question of are we thriving so essential. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And if you find yourself going, well, actually, I'm not. Ask yourself why. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scary question for people who've been in a long term yeah. relationship. Yeah, but ask yourself why and ask yourself what what needs to happen yeah. now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: So, there is an episode on how do we know when a relationship has to end? Mm. So there's a few things that we've talked about there. If there was anything in this episode that you found useful or helpful, please let us know. Um, if there was something helpful, and also share it with with someone that you might know perhaps it'll be helpful for them too Um, but also just a reminder that we do also have a patreon page out now so if you'd like to help us to keep going with these podcasts on a weekly basis you can jump over to patreon.com forward slash living fullness or you can find our link in the description box we would love your support to help us keep going and we've got a few little fun things to be able to give away in there as well please yeah and we'll catch you again next week. But until next time, God, I love and God bless. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Did you know that the Virtue Ministry team does speaking engagements? We do talks, workshops, and keynote addresses at schools, retreats, and conferences, both in person and online. We speak on character development, growth in virtue, and relationships, and we are always open to speaking on a topic that you might need for your audience. Get in touch with Virtue Ministry through our website, virtueministry.org.au to make an inquiry.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.